Good morning. Hello. I almost asked, how are you? But I realized all of you can't respond to me. We mean you could, but I wouldn't hear it. So I hope you're well. Um, man, it is a good day to be together. It's always a good day to be together. Hello. Um, for those of you in this room that don't know me, my name's Emily. Um, I am the youth director here at Orangewood for the next two hours. <laughs> and then I get to pass the torch off to um, Josh. Not that Josh, another Josh. So we're all going to have to figure out some good nicknames for them um, to figure that out. Um, I have been... I have the pleasure and the honor of serving here at Orangewood for the past three and a half years on staff, seven in youth ministry, and 29 and however many months I am old uh, at Orangewood. So um, my roots run deep here. I love this place. Um, don't worry, you're not getting rid of me. Or maybe you wanted to. Sorry. I'm going to stick around. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm excited about today. I'm going to tell some stories today, if that's all right with you. If it's not all right with you. Oh, well. It's my last time. I'm going to do what I want. Um, no, for weeks, I knew the Sunday was coming up. I knew um, Josh said, hey, on your last Sunday, why don't you, you talk? And so I, I had some weeks to think about, like, what do I want my last message to be? Um, and I had trouble. I had trouble latching on to something. Usually I can grab a hold and, and run with it. Um, but I wasn't getting that. And so something that I just hold fast and true in my life is if you can't hear the Lord, go back to the last thing he said and, and sit with that and see what it is. And so we're going to talk about remembering, going back. Um, that is something that throughout my time in leadership, um, I've wanted to make very clear, very strong with our students. And so we've taken, each year we actually take a specific night and just sit and talk about what did the Lord do last year? We throw a birthday party for ourselves um, and just have a grand old time. And it's really great to get to hear from them what the Lord has done. Because um, we, we have our own perspectives as leaders, but to hear from them, sometimes we, we don't see it all. Um, and so this past week, we did that as well, um, more so on the leader's side. We got to sit and tell them what we saw because I just believe we are very forgetful people. <laughs> and I think it's so important that we bring what the Lord's done to the forefront of our minds because it's one thing to believe that he's good, to say like, I know he's good, he's got me. But then to walk into a situation where you actually have to trust that we tend to forget. So like I said, um, seven years in youth ministry, I did the math, that's approximately 350 Wednesday nights-ish. Um, so I've seen a lot of things, some good things, some not so good things. Um, if you are a parent and you've had a teenager, I'm not a parent, but I say I'm the mom of like 25, um, you know that having a teenager is not always easy. Um, if you are a parent and you haven't yet hit the teenage phase, good luck. Um, I have gone back and apologized to my parents for just like being a teenager. <laughs> I 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it was rough sometimes. Um, they, they laugh and they say, you know, you expect kind of the junior high age to be difficult. And they tell me I was like a surprise, like I was really great then. And then at like 16 and 17, I was like, surprise, I'm going to be rebellious and annoying. <laughs> but um, so in youth ministry, that's, that's true. There are sometimes, I have a couple of my students in here. Um, you guys are great most of the time. <laughs> She's making a face at me. <laughs> there are some difficult moments, but um, I need you all to know because you walk in on a Sunday and you, you might think, youth group, what youth group? There's, you know, two teenagers in here. Um, our teenagers' mornings are rough for them. Um, Sunday mornings, not their thing. So on Wednesdays, we'll have anywhere from 10 to, you know, 20 students. So we do have a youth group. I had to let our, our new friend Josh know that. Like, we do have a youth group. Um, they are some of the most flexible, easygoing, Jesus-seeking teenagers I have ever had the honor of knowing. And not just teenagers, just like human beings. Um, and let me say that, like, it, when you get to disciple and walk alongside someone, no matter who it is, like, it is an honor. It is an honor to see them grow. It's an honor to get to be a part of their story, even for that little blip of time, whatever it may be. So whether it's in ministry like I've done or just in your life, like, recognize that it is an honor that the Lord allows you to walk alongside another human. Like, it's a big deal. As you come to the end of a season, a lot of times we start to reminisce. Um, I've been doing a lot of that this week, a lot of going back and in preparation for this past Wednesday, um, which was our last, my last Wednesday um, leading, I was like, okay, I want to, you know, leave them with like something just profound and like, I don't know what that is. So I was leaving my house on Wednesday morning, and I, I spotted some of my old journals, and so I just grabbed some of them and thought, I bet there's some, like, words of, like, sage wisdom from the early days, um, or, you know, even stories of, wow, I saw God move so, and this was amazing, and blah, blah. So I go back to my journals from 2018, and instead of it being like, wow, God moved, and it was so great, it was, God, this is hard. <laughs> God, why am I doing this? And this wasn't just like youth ministry. This was the entirety of every aspect of my life at that time was, you've got the wrong girl. I am breaking. I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. When is it going to get easier? And I was reading them and I thought, wow. <laughs> because I was, as I was reading them, I don't remember that feeling. There was one in particular that was, rough to say the least. And I'm reading it and I'm going, what am I even talking about right here? Like what event was this? And it took me a while because now when I look back at that year, I see everything God did. I see every time he moved when I didn't expect him to. I see all the growth that's happened, not only in me, but in our students and our leaders from that point to now. I don't remember all of the like, oh, this is so hard. But what's beautiful about that is that I look back on there and it wasn't because I had it all together that the Lord moved. 
In fact, I think because I was struggling so deeply internally, it allowed him to move even more. We're going to jump into Joshua 4 at some point when we get there, but just so you can get ready. Um, in the Psalms, I know I just said we're going to Joshua, but I'm just going to talk about the Psalms for a second because I love them. Um, David is constantly telling his soul like how to behave. Um, I think David is amazing. And it's not because he's some, like, saint of a man. <laughs> David had a rough go at life and made some not-so-great decisions. Um, but what I love about the Psalms, what I love about David is his authenticity in these moments. His authenticity of, I am broken. I don't know how you're going to come through, but I know you will. And I love it because he's constantly telling his soul, like, awake my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Like, how many times do we need to do that, right? I don't feel it. My mind's not there. My heart's not there. But soul, like, praise the Lord. Praise him. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 103. And he says, praise the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not. A few chapters later, Psalm 105, David actually goes on to start listing some of the things God has done for Israel. Um, hey, remember the covenant he made to you? He didn't break that. Remember when you were wandering and he protected you? Remember when you were foreigners, but the Lord actually prospered you? Remember how he sent leaders for you when you didn't have them? Remember the miracles he did for you time and time again? Like, remember. Why is he doing this? Well, because just like us, Israel is very forgetful people, <laughs> very forgetful. And we can look at what the Lord did for them and go, well, how, how? Like these are the people that he parted the Red Sea for them to walk through. I don't know about you, but if a sea parted and the ground's dry and I just get to walk through, you know, with the fishes swimming by and like whatever, I... I'm not going to forget that. <laughs> but they're human. We're human. They're not these mythical characters, right, that are better than us or have it all together. Like, they're just like us. They're human beings. And so as we build up here to Joshua, I wanted to do a little bullet point version of their story, the Emily version, as I say. Um, basically, here's a story. They're taken into captivity, slaves, right? And it's no good. And they're, Lord, come through, come through. Hundreds of years. He raises up Moses. All of these crazy things happen. All of, I, would, I don't know if miracles is the right word, but because they're plagues. They're not pleasant things. <laughs> um, but all of these signs, right? These crazy signs that the Lord um, is in this. God leads his people out. Like I said, the Red Sea parts, some crazier things are going on. He's fire, a pillar of fire is leading them like nuts. They go through this cycle of trusting the Lord. He's moving. Oh, we forgot. We're going to worship an idol. Oh, yes, Lord, you're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, we forgot again. And constantly the Lord's just redeeming them, redeeming them, redeeming them. So they're getting ready to enter the promised land. 
um, which the Lord, it's, it's named because the Lord promised it for them. It's taken them a little bit to get over there, a little bit longer because they made some not so great decisions and the Lord said, you're gonna wait. Um, but Moses dies, Joshua is raised up. And a story that I think, I, I've talked about this in youth group because I think it's crazy that we don't talk about this, the time the Lord parted the sea again. Like he didn't do it once for them. He did it. Next generation comes up and he does it again. He parts the Jordan River for them to walk through. So the Lord tells Joshua, I need you to get these 12 stones out of the river. And Joshua's going, why? And in Joshua 4, 21, he says, Joshua says to the Israelites, in the future when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that, that he, power of the, the Lord is powerful, sorry, and that you might always fear the Lord your God. Hey God, why are we building this altar? So that your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids and their kids know who I am because you're going to forget. Let's build this altar. So when you look at it, what is that? Oh, yeah, the Lord's faithful. It is essential that we remember who he is and what he has done. It is essential that we tell stories, whether it's to the people next to you, to your family, to your kids, to your grandkids, or it's to a stranger. Um, in our life group this week, we were talking about just being vulnerable, um, not crazy vulnerability, but just being honest with your story in the people you interact with. And the next day, I had gone to a coffee shop um, and the guy, he's making my coffee, he goes, oh, what are, you, what are you up to today? And my normal response would just be like, oh, just, you know. Which, what is that response? I don't even know. He doesn't know. <laughs> and I had this moment that clicked for me of, tell him. So I said, well, um, I actually am just finishing up my job and I'm going to clean out my office today. He said, oh, well, what did you do? I said, well, I've been, I've been a youth director, youth pastor for a few years. He, we start chatting a bit and he says, are you gonna do pastoral ministry? And so we're just, we're just chatting. And I said, you know what? I actually don't know exactly what I'm stepping into. And he goes, hey, can I tell you a story? He goes, a few years ago, he goes, I quit a job and it was a good job. I thought the Lord was in it. It was a bad environment. And so I just quit. And he said, within two weeks, I had two jobs. He said, the Lord's gonna come through for you. He's gonna bless you. And then he hands me my latte and I leave. And I like that moment was for me. I don't know, you know what he got from it, but I thought in that moment, I was honest about what the Lord was doing in my life and he got to speak into it. I was like, how many opportunities do I miss because I'm not choosing to talk about him? I think we enter into circumstances that are hard and we struggle because we've forgotten. Um, 
even this past Wednesday, like I said, we're telling stories to the kids of, you know, here's a favorite memory, or remember when this happened, and I had said something to one of the girls that was about her, that she had told me a few years ago. It was this crazy Wednesday night, and she goes, Emily, I think Jesus touched, like, touched my shoulder. And I wrote that down in my journal because I remember thinking, what in the world is going on? Like, this is so cool. So I say that to her, and she went, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about this. I think it's easy for us to forget, but when you, when you know another person, like I, I told them, I can look at each one of you and tell you what the Lord's done in your life. And you might not remember, but I can. I have friends in my own life that even in, in this season that I'm in have looked at me and said, you're reacting differently than you would have a year ago. Had this circumstances ha- happened to you a year ago or two years ago, you would have been pretty broken up. But you're trusting him different. You've grown different. Because remember all these times that he moved? You're going, oh man, yeah. So I told you I was going to tell some stories. What time is it? Oh, we got time. Um, I thought because not, you know, not all of you are there on Wednesday nights or at retreats or, or times that I should share some stories. Um, you may have heard some of these before, but they're good, so you can hear them again. Um, January 2018 um, was a, a fun month in my life. <laughs> that was the year we took over um, leading the youth group, and I remember that first Wednesday crying multiple times. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't think any kids are going to show up. They don't even like me. They don't like us. Like, oh, man, it's just all, it's all a mess. And just praying, like, Lord, can you just have, like, like three kids show up? <laughs> like, please. And then they start walking down the stairs. We're downstairs. Walking down the stairs one by one. And, you know, there's 15, 20 kids that show up that night. And I'm already just like, oh, Jesus, like. Thank you. And in walks these two girls that I didn't know. And so we, we start chatting, and I'm going to embarrass them right now because it was the two bombings that are sitting in here. And I, you know, we met them. It was great. They started coming. But I went home that night and cried because I thought, I told them on Wednesday, told Libby, I said, you were a physical reminder that this was a new season that the Lord was starting. And you were not a part of the old, but you were a part of what he's doing now. And so just like their presence assured to me, wow, the Lord's moving. And of course, he did lots of new things after we went, but just that moment assured me. Fast forward some time. Um, I think this was March or April, whenever we went on retreat, April, probably, 2019. Our theme was expectant, and I didn't really know what that meant other than I knew the Lord had given me that word. I'm like, okay, we just have to expect him to move. We'll see. (laughs) And I had a few people praying, and a a good friend of mine, she had texted me, and she was, or not texted me, I think it was the night before we had our small group, and we're talking, and she goes, Emily, I've been praying for your retreat, and I just keep hearing, like, giggles. 
was like, okay, <laughs> weird. <laughs> she says, I don't know what that is, but she said, when it happens, tell me. She was confident. I was like, all right, that's weird. We go up to retreat, and I have this actually written down in my journal of what had happened um, because the Lord broke out that first night beyond anything us leaders could have expected or known how to plan for. Like, when I tell you, I was like physic, like watching physically the Lord drain things and pull pain and pull trauma out of students. Like, I could see it on their faces, it coming out. And this is going on and it's loud and it's messy and it's painful. And all of a sudden, <laughs> one girl just gets a little chuckle. And it, she starts laughing and it goes to a few others. And before I know it, this group of girls is just like laughing and not just to like teenager that something dumb happened and you know, they're all laughing about it, but like a laughter that went on for a while and it was the joy of the Lord on them. And I go on my phone and I have a text from that friend saying, how's retreat going? And I go, it's happening. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is here and it's alive. And in the moment when he's doing all of this work on trauma, like he also brought in the joy to them. Guys, that is not something that I could have planned or known how to facilitate. Or I was just on the side going, okay, Lord. <laughs> and as that retreat went on, he continued to move in very different ways. I mean, the next morning, it's this peaceful, quiet, like the presence of the Lord is thick and just receive it. And it was just a beautiful time. And I actually have videos um, that I, I had asked the kids afterwards, like, let's talk about this retreat. And I got to watch some of those this week. And it's fun now because it's been a long enough time that I'm forgetful. And to hear them once again tell those stories, I said, oh man, he moved in them. Fast forward some more, here's another story. Um, we're in this building a Wednesday night, just a normal Wednesday night. And there was, there's been a lot of Wednesday nights when I've had a plan and the Lord goes, no, <laughs> let's do this instead. So I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to plan, but we're just going to see what happens. And we're in worship. Um, if you don't know, we have had the blessing of having kids that love to lead worship. And so a bunch of our students are on stage. And I, I, know, I knew we needed to step into something, but I didn't know what it was. And so I was standing right over here. I was like, okay, Lord, you just tell me I'm ready. And I was just waiting there. And it's, you know, quiet, they're playing. And all of a sudden, one girl starts talking. A girl that I did not expect starts talking and sharing what the Lord was doing in that moment. And she, I mean, spot on to what was in my heart because I had like scripture, but I thought, I'm not the one that's supposed to say this. And she starts saying it. And I was like, okay, all right, Lord. Another girl starts just like, she does this thing when she leads sometimes where she likes to stir up the spirit. So she's stirring it up. And just the Holy Spirit just breaks out in this moment. And again, it's one of those that I'm like, wow, this is not me. 
and on and on. I mean, that's happened countless times. Those are just a few moments where I've seen the Lord move. And then we come to moments when these students are, I mean, it's rough, guys. Some of our students, if I could only tell you what they've chosen, they've had to walk through, not chosen. Whether it's family life, whether it's friends, like hard things that I don't understand. When you have to look at a kid and say, I don't know why this is happening to you, and I'm sorry. And then they turn around and worship and shout and dance before the Lord. Like, that's not something I could do. But I get to sit and remind them, hey, remember when he came through the last time? He's going to do it again. And they get to sit and remind me, hey, Emily, remember that one time that Holy Spirit did this in my heart? Oh, yeah, this is worth it. (laughs) So my challenge for all of us today is a simple one. Um, I'd say it comes out of one of my favorite verses of all time, which is Psalm 102, 18. David writing, Let this be written for a future generation that a people not yet created may praise the Lord. I love that verse because we're that generation right now. He says, a people not yet created. He had no idea that the words he's writing down thousands of years later are going to be sung and preached and read on a daily basis by people thousands of years away from him. But he chose to be faithful in the moment, write down what the Lord's doing, talk about it. And I'm sure most of you in this room have read Psalms or read a Psalm or heard a Psalm or heard a song that you didn't know was a psalm. We're living in it. We don't know, you don't know what talking about what the Lord's done in your life could do. Right, I didn't know at that coffee shop this week that saying that I would have this beautiful interaction and I don't know what kind of day this guy was having. Maybe it was a bad day. And then we got to talk about Jesus together. How does that flip his day? How does that flip how he interacts? How did that flip how I interacted the rest of the day? We have to put his faithfulness right here, constantly. So when I get to this moment where I go, I have no idea what you're doing. But I know you're doing something because you have. And you are, and you will be. Let's keep that faithfulness front and center. Let's talk to each other about it. Let's speak it into each other. When you remember, even if it's just a random day and you think, oh, I remember when the Lord did that in my friend. Call them. Text them. Maybe that's from the Lord and they need to hear it in that, in that moment. I don't know. What's it going to hurt? <laughs> If we, talk about, if we talk about the Lord and his faithfulness, what is that going to hurt? Nothing. It is going to only grow us, only change us, only bring joy. This is an easy one that we get to do all the time, but I just think we need the reminder. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you um, for your faithfulness. I thank you for the honor Um, that I have had of leading not only our students, but these people um, sitting in front of me. Jesus, you are so beautiful and so good. And sometimes we forget it 
but would you help us to build those altars, Lord? Whatever that means, whether it's writing things down, whether it's talking about it, help us remember, bring those memories back to the forefront of our mind so that when we step into the unknown, when we step into the hard, we trust you deeper. We trust you truer. We are confident of who you are. You are so beautiful and we are just so thankful to sit before you and love you and honor you and worship you. And may we continue to do that in the days to come. We love you. Amen. Thank you, Emily. Hey, there's a couple things that we're going to do this morning before we head on out of here. Uh, the first thing is, as always, um, we, uh, we're a church that we live in a way that we want to honor God in everything that we do. So if you brought an offering this morning, there are, there's a joy box right in the foyer you can put in there. If you want to give online, you can do that. Again, give out of a heart of worship, not as an obligation, not going to any type of guilt. Like, if you love Jesus, let that be a part of your life. Um, and we love that. Um, the second part is, students and kids, if you're going to camp, we need to know now. <laughs> so the deadline for camp for the early registration was June 1st, or is June 1st. So if, like, if you're still on the fence, like, we need to know so we can get you registered. And we're excited that camps are happening again this year. So we want to send you off and get you a part of that. We have funding available for you guys because this church is amazing and they love you all. And so if you've been kind of sitting around, like... Let us know so we can get you registered and get you going. It's going to be awesome, and that's going to be happening. Um, there are a couple people, though. Um, one is Emily, and we're going to deal with Emily in just a minute, so you sit there and be, be cool and calm, collected. Um, if you guys haven't uh, known, uh, today is Sue's last Sunday with us. And Sue, how, how many years have you been a part of this church? About 40 years. One of the greatest things that I've learned about Orangewood is that there is deep history and deep roots within this church. And, and Sue has established that, and she, if you guys didn't know, like, she lived right across the street in a house that your husband built, correct? And so um, she's now heading off to Arkansas to be a family out there and do all that kind of stuff. So, Sue, we want to we pray for you this morning, if we could. Um, I know there's, you've, been, you've had COVID and everything else. We don't want to, like, hover around you and, and get all around you. But if, if you could, if you wouldn't mind just standing up where you're at. And, and church, if you wouldn't mind standing up as well and, like, just reach out. With, with the arms there um, as, as we pray for her in her, in her journeys. Father God, right now we pray for Sue. We are so thankful for the roots that she laid down here in this church through her faith in you. And we know that as she heads out to Arkansas, like this is not the end of the story, but another part, another chapter in the journey that you have for her. We're thankful for the family that has surrounded her uh, and, and has helped her make the cell, the house, getting ready to help her move, all that stuff. God, you've been a part of the, her story in an amazing way. And as we have the sadness and the joy of also saying goodbye, we, we know that you're sending her out to do, continue to do a good work. So, God, we, we reach out and we say, she's in your hands and we know that and we trust you in that. And let us remember her story in the days and years to come. We God, continue to bless her in your name. Amen. So you'll be missed, and thank you for being a part of this church. We will miss you as well. The other one here this morning that is uh, leaving a position but not leaving the church, you guys know, is Emily. Emily, come on up here. Um, it's been a year and a half for myself to work with Emily, and it's um, 
you know, when you come into a new position, you're always like, okay, how's it going to work? What's going to go on? Um, but our relationship has been re really well, and it's, you know, it's sad to kind of go, okay. Josh, if you're watching, I'm excited that you're going to be uh, part of this, but come Tuesday morning when we go in, Moses and you won't be there, and it's going to be a little strange. Moses is our dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moses has gotten so comfortable with me that Moses pees in my office now, so it's really great. Uh, that's all sorts of good stuff. Uh, but I want to thank you for the last year and a half and what that's been for me as far as getting to know. She's helped me a lot to get to know you guys as a church. She's knowing all your stories, good and bad, and let, let me know what's going on. And so it's been helping me to just know you better. And so um, I know the students are going to miss you like crazy and this church, like as far as your leadership stuff. But, you know, we're glad that you could be around. Um, and then, Michelle, you wanted to come on up this morning. I'm going to hand her the microphone, and then we're going to pray for you in a moment too. So you don't get to run away just that. All right. Um, on behalf of the board and our congregation, we have some flowers for our friend M. And, oh. <laughs> um, most of you know that while I was the interim pastor, Emily was my right arm. And she got used to this odd thing of Michelle calling or texting and saying, hey, Em, you up for some weird ministry stuff? And she let me drag her into all sorts of things and talking about stories I could keep us for the afternoon, which I will not do. But um, it has been a joy and a privilege, not just for our community, but for me personally, to get to be in ministry with Em. She has been special to me since she was born. And then we got to do ministry at times when she was in high school, and we did some dance ministry. And uh, <laughs> April Hudson remembers the day, and Michaela. And then in the last few years, she has been our youth director. And so it is a real privilege that we have had to have her uh, be leading us in ministry. And as the Lord moves her forward into we don't know what, which she has handled with much more grace than I have, uh, the Lord and I have had a lot of words. Um, we just want to bless her. And so um, I would like to bless you, Em. Uh, with words that I'm borrowing from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13. Em, may the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us, all of us, and you, what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We love you, Em. <laughs>